Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Uh, this week's Man of the Post. I'm your host, I'm Chris, as part of the World Football Index. Uh, with me, as ever, I've got Ryan. Hello. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. You? Yeah, good, thank you very much. Still planning that wedding? Yeah, still going. <laughs> good lad. How long left now? Uh, oh, I don't know how many days. I've been told how many days, but I don't keep track of that sort of thing. But it's about eight months. Yeah? Have you got your stack yeah. record? No, I haven't actually, because the person organising it is is quite sort of lazy, and he hasn't done anything with it yet. And I'm, I keep telling him like you need to, you need to sort it out. Oh, do forget your man of the post, lads. Well, you know, I got there with stuff in the post. <laughs> oh, I hope you share on that. We've got Colin. Hello there. Thanks for having us, guys. That's all right. How are you? Yeah, not too bad at all. Not too bad. You freshly recovered from your New Year cheesy podcast music. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Um, that's gone for a year, so yeah. No, I'm in good form, mate. Good my, form. My wife knew Tony Orlando straight away. Well, she's got great taste. Yeah. <laughs> right. This week we're going to be talking about the uh, League Cup, the first leg semi-finals that have happened this week, the FA Cup draw. Uh, some transfer rumours, some news, some World Cup, some Premier League games. Uh, but first of all, um, news break today that Graham Taylor has died. Uh, former England, uh, Aston Villa, Watford manager. Well, how many times is it Watford, Colin? Is it two or three? I don't know. A number of times, I think, in different capacities. Yeah, I mean, he was very much synonymous with Watford uh, and Elton John as well, wasn't he? He took them to the Cup final, didn't he, back in 1804? I'll take your word for it. Well, they lost to Everton, didn't they? I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember? Oh, well, that was the team with John Barnes and Luther Blissett, wasn't it? And apparently, when AC Milan, this is... I don't. I think it's been disproved, but the urban myth at the time was when AC Milan bought Luther Blissett, they thought they were getting John Barnes. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that was actually true, to uh, be honest. I think it's been disproved. No. But, uh, yeah. A bit like how, I think, Robinho thought he was going to Chelsea or something when he signed for City. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was at Watford, got him to the FA Cup final, and then he left for Aston Villa and he got them second, didn't he, Colin? Was that 1990 he got them second? Yeah, sounds about right. That's when Villa were having their, you know, they, they were shambles then. So, yeah, good days for them. They were a good team, though. Do you remember they came second in the Premier League, didn't they? The first ever Premier League season. Again, I'll take your word for it, but yeah, yeah, they yeah, were like, there, like thereabouts, you, weren't they? Like you're not old enough to remember. That's my excuse, you see, Colin. I thought I'd get these sort of questions. What's, <laughs> you know, what's the first division? Oh. <laughs> you remember Ryan back in 1974? No? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. But by then, he was at uh, he was the England manager, wasn't he? Um, 
I think, to be fair, he's going to be synonymous with substituting Gary Lineker and having a turnip on his head. But he did do an awful lot for an awful lot of people's careers, didn't he? And I think you could definitely say he's a gentleman of the game. He's definitely a name that's, you know, I think a lot of people know. And I think it will, but when people see the news, it's not like it's sort of someone that's sort of very obscure. I think a lot of people did know who he was, know that he was impactful on football, whether it's for good or bad. You know, people will know who he is and what sort of what he did yeah he's he's left a big footprint on Watford I suppose as well hasn't he yeah absolutely I mean I was listening to the radio earlier and have they got a stand named after him is that I'm not yeah sure. they do, do they? yeah they do yeah oof, knowledge and um, <laughs> <laughs> I know that they he, obviously yeah he's gone in several capacities as Colin said so I think he's such a big part of that club I wonder what they'll do in there sort of the next game yeah there must be some kind of tribute there for him as well mm. Um, right, well, also we had this week, we had the League Cup first that were uh, Manchester United versus Hull on Tuesday night. That was Manchester United 2, uh, Hull nil goals from Juan Mata and, fresh with his one-year contract extension, Maran Fellaini. The, I think probably the most disliked Manchester United player there is from Manchester United fans. Yeah, with a contract from extension. What I see. Yeah, because <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, no one really likes this player. Sign him up for another year. Let's keep him for another that year. That makes sense. <laughs> um, Manchester United have won nine in a row in all competitions here, Colin. <laughs> well, I d- what, in the League Cup? In uh, anything uh, at the minute. Uh, uh, well, no, I wouldn't agree with that. No? Um, no. No, I think, I think they're still very patchy. They've got a lot of holes in them. Um, but if you look at the what's coming out in the League Cup then they've probably got a pretty good chance of winning that I would have thought yeah you would have thought because uh, you, can you see Hull coming back from two goals down in the return leg I can't exactly see this this was Marco no. Silva's first game in charge wasn't it yes it was I think who he said everybody well yeah because originally everyone was like oh hello look really going to you know, there was a big list of top names, and then all of a sudden it was like they're close to signing this manager, and I was like, "Who's that man?" <laughs> the man you got all these big of. names. Yeah, you got all these big names available. Yeah. And no. Colin, is Gary Rowett the new Alan Kirbishley in the fact that he's going to be linked with every single job without taking any? <laughs> I think so. I mean, obviously, he's a good guy. You know, he's doing, he did really well with Birmingham, didn't he? Yeah. And Burton but, as well, wasn't it? He did well there. Oh, yeah, but please, you know, throwing his name into, you know, every ring there is available, you know what I mean? He's got a bloody big hat. You know what I mean? It's like... It's a big ring. <laughs> well, a big hat and a big ring. It's, 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 it's attached with everything, and it's good, but I don't think it's that good. Yeah? I, w- I wouldn't want to see his ring or his hat. No, definitely not. <laughs> what do you reckon to Marco Silva then? They seemed a bit improved, didn't they? But, I mean, obviously you come up against someone like Manchester United you're going to struggle as your first game. But apparently the whole seemed to be a bit more organised, have a bit more cohesion about them, didn't they? I think a lot of players have already said that there's a massive improvement on where they were a couple of weeks ago, um, just in training alone. Yeah. So I, I can see a small sort of turnabout in their fortunes, maybe for a couple of weeks. Before they inevitably go down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, next up, they're at home to Bournemouth in the Premier League. Um, this is where there's a lot of team news coming out tonight with 
as I read these games out, where there'll be some names missing due to African nations. So Hull are without uh, Amazingly Dancing, Mohamed El Mohamedi. Um, and Bournemouth are with uh, Max Gradle, both for the African Cup of Nations. Both, you're going to see a lot of absences due to this. Uh, Robert Snodgrass has been involved in 9 out of 17 go- uh, goals for Hull this season. He's absolutely key to that. Being show, doesn't he? There's a lot of that going round as well, players wanting to leave their clubs. Um, but I mean, the, the fees are what, I saw something about 3 million, I, saw, I think I saw the other day. And I mean, it, it'd do a job for someone. I guess, but I don't really know. Is he just trying to jump ship now? I mean, unless he's got he six, unless he's got six months left in his contract, that's a ridiculously small amount. Yeah, I mean, I may, might be wrong, but I'm sure I saw something of that that value. I saw that it was um, it was Karen, it was the West Ham that bid that because then someone put a gif on of Karen Brady saying showing a load of apprentice candidates going into a shop and trying to buy something for stupidly low amount, and she was slagging them off. <laughs> Oh, I think you might have retweeted that because I watched that. <laughs> uh, Colin, Leeds legend Robert Snodgrass. Absolutely. I mean, he's massively underrated. Um, I mean, you hear people talking about 15 million for some championship players and in this January transfer window. And it's like West Ham, to be fair, well, to be fair, up their offer, I think, to 5 million. <laughs> and it's like, well... That, that's nothing really um, I mean the thing is if you actually look at what Snodgrass has done and how many goals he's scored and how many assists he's got in a whole team that's bottom of the table it's pretty impressive and he won not all of those by, um, by diving all counts yeah <laughs> all fair in love and war hey if I the Boric plays with Bournemouth on uh, this weekend he'll be the fourth Polish player to have made 100 appearances in the Premier League who can name the other three Polish players. Mm. Oh. Chesney? Yep. Shall I give you a clue? Yeah. They're all goalkeepers. Okay. So I know, yeah, I should know Chesney. I'm not sure on the other two. One's still playing. Oh, I'm lost. The fella in the uh, pyjama bottoms. No, he was from Hungary. The oh. racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goalkeeper for Swansea. Former Arsenal player. Looks like Robin Hood. Oh! What's his name? Looks like Robin Hood. Yeah, it looks Errol like... Errol Flynn. <laughs> the, the Robin Hood from the BBC programme. Oh, First name Lucas, last name Fabianski. Uh, <laughs> and the other one, one, also goalkeeper, played for Liverpool. Champions League winner with wobbly legs. Dudek. Yeah. Yeah. Former coal miner, Jersey Dudek. Yeah. Real Madrid legend, Jersey Dudek. Yeah, another one. <laughs> well, next up for Manchester United on Sunday. Oh, next up for Manchester United on Sunday course is um, the small matter of Liverpool. That'd be a good, tasty game, won't it? Uh, they said that before the game earlier on this season. True, they did. Yeah, different. but by the time they because they play on the Sunday, don't they? Chelsea play on the Saturday. Chelsea could be 49, 50, 51, 52. They could be eight points ahead of Liverpool. Liverpool need to win this game, don't they? United yeah. could potentially be level with Spurs in third. That'd be a bit of a turnaround, wouldn't it? Well, it would be, considering where they were all those weeks ago and everyone was laughing at Jose. But again, um, Eric Bailly and Saido Mane are off to the African Cup of Nations. Uh, Ibrahimovic is back, but Rocco was a doubt. It's the 50th Premier League meeting between these two, of which Manchester United have won 27. Well, well, hold on. They, they certainly won't be level with Tottenham because Tottenham are playing Sunderland. <laughs> right, so Sunderland have got three points. I'm trying to build it up, Colin. Yeah, I know. Um, 
Do you want our predictions now on these, or... No, no, we can tell me how you think it's going to go. We're not going to do a predictions game, but you can tell me how you think it's going to go. We're going to lose. There's, there's my prediction. Uh, I'd agree with you. I think Manchester United are going to win. Liverpool are in a bit of a blip at the minute, aren't they? We'll come on to them in a second, how they got in the League Cup. But they had the draw in the FA Cup. They've been a bit wobbly in the league lately. Um, I can see Manchester United winning this. It's at Old Trafford as well. Yeah, I think Man United probably will win. I mean, Klopp needs to write more notes, clearly, for his players. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, the thing is, Jose doesn't like being defeated by big teams, does he? So, if you're a betting man, you'd probably put your money on the draw. Do you think you know, cause... he's going to park the bus again? He could park the bus, yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. home, against Liverpool? Because that would be a good result for him, yeah. I hope against Liverpool. He doesn't really, care, well, he doesn't really care what the fans think, though, does he? Oh, I don't, you're right, he doesn't care what anybody thinks. Really. It's, it's a, it, it would be a hell of a lot worse <laughs> if he went gung-ho and the boys go out there and then they get a good old spanking from Liverpool, which is... Liverpool can do that to any team on the day. Mm. So I think he probably will play a little bit reserved. Um, and hey, if they nick it by the odd goal, happy days for them. But um, I think if they went out, you know, blazing all guns against Liverpool, I think they could get an absolute spanking. And he wouldn't want to get that at Old Trafford, would he? No. Well, do you know who does like playing against Liverpool? Juan Mata. Uh, oh. He's got... Five, he's had a hand in five goals in four games versus Liverpool. But this season, Adnan Alana has got seven goals and seven assists in the Premier League, which is the most for an Englishman this season. What was the note you were on about, Ryan? The note, did you not see that? Klopp, um, Sturridge came onto the pitch and Klopp had written in a note. So he took the note out onto the pitch and showed it to everyone. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he, did. He, he came out and explained after the game, but I haven't seen what, he, what the note was about. But Sturridge came running on with a little little piece of paper. <laughs> he showed it to Lalana, like, this is what we need to do. Oh, that's very sweet. Oh, could be a love letter. It could have been. I don't think it would have been yeah. to Sturridge if it was. No, it was Sturridge to Lalana. So, you know. Yeah. And, and, and then he ate the post-it. <laughs> he, he chewed it up and swallowed it he literally ate his words well someone did that earlier on this season it was in the championship did you see this Colin someone came on the pitch with instructions and was showing it to his colleague when one of the opponents came up took it off him and read it <laughs> yeah I don't remember that I can't remember which team <laughs> I but... think it was Blackburn for some reason that rings a bell I think it was was it Sam Gallagher or something it was someone like that um, ok so I'm going to go for a oh Liverpool are going to lose Anyone cheer my day up? I don't know. It, it depends. I mean, I think United, maybe 1-0 United or something like that. Yeah. Well, they didn't do very well yesterday, did they? They lost 1-0 to uh, Southampton. Nathan Redburn scored. Nathan Redburn, Colin, you called him a couple of years ago as a player to watch, didn't you? Do you remember one of our pre-season pods? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well done. There you go. He scored last night. He's a good player, yeah. He is. He, he hit the bar as well, didn't he? He could have had another couple of goals. That was, yeah, I think that's something that Alex has been saying for for a while, is that Southampton is so wasteful. And everything that I've read about the game is that Southampton had so many chances to score and only came away winning 1-0. Yeah. Well, Klopp said it could have been 3-0, couldn't he? Mm. Carriers played well, apparently. And Felipe Coutinho when he came on. You're just looking for the positives and everything now. Really? This is the sound of me clutching at straws. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some hope for the return leg, somebody. Well, someone said 
don't worry, Nathan Redmond will be a Liverpool player by the second leg. I saw that. I'd rather Virgil van Dijk was. <laughs> well, yeah. Him or Ricardo? Well, I'd, I'd rather him, actually. I was going to say Ricardo. So he, I, I think he's the main one, isn't he? I think so. He's got some longevity left in him. Mm. I think so. Um, well, okay. So next up, Southampton. Then they're at home to Burnley in the Charlie Adam derby. Um, Burnley have won 22 out of their 23 points at home. So it's pretty nailed on that they're going to do okay. Yeah, I think that'll be fine. Yeah. Colin. Mm-hmm. Burnley have not won when they're trailing this season and Southampton have given up 14 points from winning positions which is the most in the Premier League you know this this stands out to me as like a boring draw does it? Not yeah up and out those southern softies no Burnley will do what they do which is you know they, they, they're alright at home keep it tight and, and I think they'll just you know they'll, they'll settle for a point to be honest actually they're in 12th. They don't really need much more, do they? They don't really need to, like, push it that much. They're on 23 points, aren't they? They need to, you know, you'd definitely say they need another 17 or so just to be safe. And you would think these are the games where they'd look at and try and target, wouldn't you? Yeah, but I don't think they're in a position where they have to go out to find three points. I think they'll be quite happy with a draw, um, especially against a team that's above them. I mean, at the end of the day, they are eight points which is amazing. Eight points ahead of the relegation spots. They are. So you think this is one that they could... You think this has got board draw written over it, do you? Well, yeah. I mean, if you were Sean Dyche, what would you do? I mean, you're not you're not going to risk it, are you, for three points? You might as well just take a point. You'll still be 12th, 13th, 11th, 14th, whatever. You know, and job done. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I might, I might be completely wrong. I mean, you know, Southampton might run riot and destroy them, but I, I, I don't really see that in Southampton either. Well, if they do, hopefully they'll leave Virgil van Dijk up there and Jürgen can go pick him up. Hmm. Uh, oh, we had the cup this week as well, didn't we? How did you, your guys get on, Colin? I saw you were losing at one point. This is Leeds versus Cambridge, and you're a Leeds fan, aren't you? Oh, in the FA Cup, yeah. Mm. This Quite. was the game that happened after the draw. Mm. <laughs> You know, good old FA. Um, so, yeah, 1-0 down, Leeds were terrible. But it it really was, you know, dodgy pitch, dodgy weather, dodgy wind, dodgy everything. And you think, oh, here we go. Um, Leeds were trying to pass it around and be too clever. And in the second half, I just said, oh, sod this then. And, and just actually just played direct football and, and managed to win it and quite comfortably. So... Yeah, on the go into the, you know, last 32 and face either Wimbledon or Sutton Athletic and it's going to be shown live on BBC. Good. Where are you going to be, home or away? Away. Ooh. Nasty little thing. So it could be, yeah, it's going to be a tasty one for TV, you know what I mean? It's probably going to be Wimbledon. This is proper late 90s, early 2000s managerial stuff, isn't it? Gary Monk, Sean Derry, and then off to play against Neil Ardley. Hmm. <laughs> um, I haven't gone through the whole draw, but I've picked out a couple of ones that look quite good. Got a couple of local derbies here. Chelsea, Brentford. Um, you've got to be pretty confident with that, haven't you, Ryan? Yeah, I think, considering the game against Peterborough, I think it'd be fine. Yeah. Derby versus Leicester in the Marco Gabbiadini derby, Ryan. Oh, yeah, I saw this one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Manchester United versus Wigan as well. 
And then you got Bolton. That'll, I think that will be a good one. Do you? Mm. Really? Don't know why. I just, I just have the, is it Old Trafford? I don't know. Yeah, you never know, though. This is it. I love the FA Cup. I just, I, I just always want Man United to lose when they're, they're they're nailed on to win. I can't see it personally. Warren Joyce goes home in this, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Chris. <laughs> yes, yes, Chris. He does. <laughs> he was a Manchester United youth coach, um, and um, he's now the Wigan manager. I mean, let, let, let's face it. Across the board, it's a pretty awful draw, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I was it's not very sexy. Other than those three, there's nothing really. I mean, even those are as far as sexiness goes. Some of those are a bit sort of. It's two o'clock in the nightclub and it's closing. Grab something quick. I <laughs> oh, don't laugh like you've not done it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. There's not really anything that jumps out you there, is there? No, it's a pretty pretty stand, standard sort of. You really want a couple of extra sort of, you know, meaty classes in there, but it must have been pretty tough to pick the TV games, really, because nothing that sort of goes, oh, that'd be amazing on TV. Uh, I think it'll be a Premier League team's. I mean, if they're going to put Spurs, Aston Villa on telly, they'll put anything on telly. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, should I talk about some transfers? <clears throat> yes. Um, Tom Cleverley's gone to Watford on loan. Uh, Morgan Schneidlin has gone to Everton for twenty-two million pounds. It's a lot of money for a player that wasn't really getting into the United team. I think that's a good. I think Everton got a hell of a player there. He's a very good player. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think that that just shows you the the inflation of the market these days. You know, especially when especially when apparently bids for Payet are being turned down at nineteen million. Yeah, we'll talk about Payet in a second. No, it's just one of those things where you just sort of think these numbers don't really make much sense, and it goes back to that West Ham thing. It's like, what yeah. should we bid? Uh, four mil? Yeah, go on, man. Well, Joseph Starling said that one death is a tragedy, a million is a statistic. So at the end of the day, there's numbers, aren't they? Yeah. When you get that high, um, have you seen the consternation about the number that Morgan Schneiderlin has chosen? Number two. Number two. It? Yeah. Have you seen the consternation that's caused? No, I can imagine it would, though. These things annoy me, actually. Lots of Everton fans are upset that their midfielder has chosen number two. Some are blaming Seamus Coleman for not wearing number two. Um, And a number two has not scored for Everton since Steve Watson in 2003. (laughs) So the omens aren't good. No, you know, I just don't don't get it. That's like when the goalkeeper doesn't want to choose number one. Yeah, exactly. There's something wrong there. Uh, Colin, is Pontus Janssen going to be at Leeds come February the 1st? Yeah, he will be. You sure? Well, he's on yeah. loan, isn't he? He he's on he's on a, a weird sort of thing where if if he plays twenty two games for Leeds, then they've automatically triggered a thing where they can get him for like about three million pounds. Um, and I'm I'm very confident they will. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Super. Um. Yes, Dimitri Payet. You were saying what you're on. Yeah. He, he... Marseille, I think, have put a bid in West Ham have rejected. He's he's a bit of a wrong one, according to the Mirror Football article I read earlier. I think according um, to Slavin Bilic is a wrong one, isn't he? Well, yeah, Bilic looked very sort of pissed off. Hmm. Um, Payet apparently doesn't want to play for the club anymore, despite a couple of months ago saying that he loved the place. And 
best thing ever and signing a new contract sort of not too long ago really and yeah he, he apparently doesn't want to play so Billich has said he's not playing in the team he's not going to train with the, the first team anymore yeah he changes his attitude well as everyone knows from watching Slavin Bilic at the 1998 World Cup he's a man of honest integrity <laughs> um, so where's he going to go then Colin is he going to be at West Ham still well, I, I don't understand the whole link with Marseille. I mean, he's, he said he wants to go to Marseille. Well, he's from there, isn't he? He's played, well, he's not from there, but he's played for them before. Well, yeah, but really? I mean, you it's know. not the Premier League, is it? I mean, well, no. I know that, I know that's a very big statement to me, but he, he won't be on the same way. Oh, don't start, getting all, don't start getting all John Hartson. <laughs> I, I, I just think that, and he's, he's not alone, he's not alone. I think he's just a bit of a tool. I mean, if you think of what, what he... A tool. <laughs> I mean, if if you think of what he was and what West Ham made him, they gave him an improved contract, he's on big books in the Premier League. Someone's probably tapped him up, almost certainly. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably think Man U. Oh, but... that happens all the while, doesn't it? I mean, I yeah. can't imagine it not happening. It's well, one of those things where it, it, will he go back to Marseille in the, if he was to leave in January will he go to Marseille until the summer and then suddenly return to the Premier League with the club that he actually wants to be at to, to sort of almost say face that it is this whole on home sick thing see well this is this is the thing because let's say if he goes to Marseille they're not going to buy him he's, he's going to go on loan yeah right and West Ham will be paying some of the wages so then he's got the option to come back um but then West Ham are without a player like Paye, and they've got to get some money to get a player to fill the void. And it's like, well, do you cash in on him now? Um, or do you like go, bollocks to this, you're going to stay here, and that's it? I, I, I don't... I, I struggle with this. I don't know what you do when you've got like renegade footballers. I think you've just got to get rid of them, haven't you? Because he's going to be, it would be moaning his ass off around anyone that's willing to listen to him, including other players, won't he? But it sets a bad precedent, doesn't it? Because then every other West Ham player who's half decent will go, "Oh well, I'm going to go on strike as well." Uh, yeah, I know what you mean, but you don't want, you wouldn't want someone like that hanging around, would you? No, I don't think so. I mean, it, the thing to me about this whole situation is how quickly things have changed in, in six months or so. I mean, you know, at the World Cup when Payet was playing great for France and Bilic was obviously there, you know, making him so, you know, really happy for me. And you could see how proud Bilic was of Payet playing so well. And then mm. six months later, it's like he, he doesn't give a damn about the manager. He doesn't care about the fans or, or the club. I mean, you could see you could see similar similarities to what happened with Chelsea under Jose. The players mm. weren't playing for him, perhaps. But I don't know where where do West Ham stand because th- this guy's refused to play. Therefore, can you say right? Well, we're not paying you your wages anymore. So or I bet that you... goes into a whole other thing. Where mm. I, bet I bet you're not allowed to do that. I think you have to. I think yeah. I think they have to pay him, don't they? Unless, unless it's classed as disciplinary action for for unprofessional behaviour, but 
even that that's that sort of a, a one to two week fine type thing it's not you still have to pay him yeah well well uh, let, let's let's play the game then right okay chris ryan your chairman of a football club it doesn't matter whether it's west ham or it could be any other club and paye's being a bit of a tit right what would you do would you say, right, rot in the reserves until you get your head right, which inevitably you will after the January transfer window ends, I'm sure. Or just say, nah, we're going to sell him for, I don't know, 25, 30 million quid. I'd get rid of what, him. What would you do? I'd get rid of him. Yeah, sell him. Yeah, sell him. You would? Hmm. <sighs> the, the thing is as well, and, and the way that West Ham have approached it, and I think it's the right decision, is they've got out of it now. I think if they would have dropped him and, and let it sort of simmer under the surface, West Ham fans would probably think, oh, they're mistreating him. But the fact that Billich has come out and said he doesn't want to play, he's refusing to play, I don't know how many West Ham fans actually still want him there now. I, th- I, think, I, I, I can't th- imagine him walking out you know, at London Stadium and, and, and whether they'd still give him a round of applause. I bet they wouldn't. I, I, I think Billich made a mistake there. Do you think? I think, yeah, I think that's the wrong thing to do. He should have kept it in house. No, I don't know. I think he's best off shipping him out. Um, right, quick yay or nay on some of these others then. So, Ivan Rakitic to Manchester City. No, no, I can't see that happening. Uh, John Terry to Bournemouth. No, <laughs> Colin. <laughs> Not a chance. Link up with Jack Wilshire. Is, is he going to give up his money uh, right now? And and. You know, he's, he's guaranteed coaching position when he finishes to go to Bournemouth for six months. I don't see that. <laughs> no. Uh, Christian Benteke to anywhere. <laughs> he doesn't want to go, but. Allardyce says he doesn't want him to go, does Allardyce, he? Oh, I thought Allardyce was keen on shipping him out. Yeah. Um, so, bit of news elsewhere from around the world. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is now the World Player of the Year again. Um, he's scored 42 goals in 44 games in 2016. Everyone pleased for Cristiano? Yeah, why not? He's, he's an alright player, I guess. Yeah, he's not bad, is he? He's not bad. He, he, I, he'll do. I'll, I'd have him at my club, but you know, that's just me. Yeah, your club's told Ricardo Charisma, so what do you lot know? Well, for exactly. <laughs> Uh, Swansea have appointed Claude McAuley, Chelsea legend Claude McAuley, as assistant to Paul Clement. Anyone see this? Yeah, it's great. Me, I, I can't wait for Swansea to be like so strong in defence because you just see all these players suddenly just perform so much better in like defensive midfield. Yeah, uh, Partizan Belgrade have been banned from European football for three years for unpaid debts. Um, some fixes this weekend across Europe that look good. Uh, local derby for Dimitri to enjoy is Marseille v Monaco. Uh, and then you've got Fiorentina versus Juventus in Serie A, another local derby. And then you've got first v second in uh, La Liga with Seville versus Real Madrid. Um, Kazuyoshi Mura has signed a new contract with uh, second division team in the J League, Yokohama FC. Anybody see this one? No. Why is this a no, big deal? No, it's, it skipped my attention. Did it? Well, Colin. Get out those football boots of yours and scrub them off because he turns 50 next month. Oh, is he the guy? Right, yeah. okay. Yeah. He turned professionally in 1986. What do you mean scrub off my boots, you <laughs> cheeky bastard? I'm not 50. <laughs> I haven't turned 40 yet. <laughs> That's in May. Is it? Oh, Fe- good. You're older yeah, than me. Yeah, That's yeah. good. I'm 40 in May, so yeah, I've got... Hey, 
I've got a dodgy left leg and I've got a dodgy back. But apart from that, you know, I'm 14 July, so that's fine. You've got one upon me. That's that's quite okay. Yeah, he's 8 to 10 pro in 1986 when Ryan was presumably minus 15 or so. Yeah. <laughs> um, can we talk about my performance at five aside last night? Sure. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Sky Sports, Sky Sports 8 or something. Five, it was 5 aside. I was in goal. We were winning one goal in the last minute and we had a penalty given against us. I only dived to my right and manfully saved it. And in that last minute, they also managed to have two one-on-ones, which I managed to tilt wider on my feet as well. And we won the game by one goal. And they carried me aloft as I, as I, strode, as I left the pitch. They picked me up, carried me off, singing my name. Did, they, did you get man of the match? Yeah, well, this is also the same team that um, a little while ago I, we were in a penalty shootout and I was the only one that missed. So ah. <laughs> it's not like, you know, I'm um, I'm anything special with them, but that did make my day. Uh, a 48-team World Cup. This has been confirmed in the new 16 groups um, of 48 teams. So the top two go through to the knockout stage. There'll be 80 games instead of 64 over the same period of time there is for the normal 32. It's the first expansion in 28 years. I'm really, really excited about this. Not and I think really? I'm probably. Oh. Yeah. Behave. Honestly, oh. I think it's going to be. If it doesn't work, then fine, sod it. You know, it's not like we're saving children in Aleppo or anything, is it? <laughs> I can't wait for this. It's going to be so bad. Oh, but how many times have you gone to watch a World Cup and it's the same team? Who on earth wants to watch Switzerland again in a knockout competition when you can watch someone like Tahiti or Cuba or someone like that? You know what? Sometimes I wake up late at night going, (laughs) oh, Tahiti, oh, no, they're not on. Do you know what? Did you get excited about them in the Confederations Cup that time? No. Did you not? Oh, come on. When they, no. th- when they, oh, who did they score against? They scored against somebody. They near, they nearly drew with somebody, and they scored against. Oh, was it Brazil? They did score against somebody, um, and they uh, finished their last game in the Maracanã against Brazil, and they had the whole ground cheering them on and waving them on, stuff like that. It'd be fantastic. Great representation for Asia. Great re- representation for Oceania. It's not quite a World Cup if you haven't got all the continents there, is it? True, but it's just more teams for England to lose against. Oh, and then so we're going to feel what? sad about ourselves. There's Again, so much Western European Premier League, Champions League snobbery to this idea. It's unreal. Ah, uh, honestly. Are you both against it? I, I knew you would be, Colin. Well, I, I, I'm, both, I, I'm against it because, I mean, the thing is, if you want to... How many teams is it? 42? 48. It's even better. 48. 48. If you pick the best 48 teams, then... Most of the African teams and the Asian teams won't, wouldn't be in that. Oh, would they not? You'd, right, have all of the, you'd have most of the European teams in there. Let's have a look at the latest FIFA rankings. I think they're well, up. Well, they, oh, yeah, because they're great. <laughs> but the, the thing is, why don't FIFA you know, just admit what they're going to do, which is almost certainly they're going to create a, two, a two-tier system, which is going to be like the PDC darts and the BDO darts <laughs> where you've got all the top guys with the money which will be like the countries like uh, and, and sponsorship revenue like England, Germany <clears throat> the USA um, anybody else who wants to pay the money in and then you're going to have like the rest so they'll put like Poland and Wales and Burkina Faso in, in the 
you know, the BDO. All right, well, you listen. know, so so they're like the Wolfie Adams. You know what I mean? I don't watch them at all. Is he not Al Taylor? Okay, well, look, listen. These are teams that are not in the top forty-eight. These are ranked lower than the top forty-eight. We've got Bulgaria, Scotland, uh, Cameroon, Russia. Uh, these were, you know, these are all sort of Nigeria. These are all quite famous sort of teams. Forty-eight mm. ranked team in the world. Anyone guess that? It's going to be someone really small, isn't it? Saudi Latvia. Arabia. Oh, okay. Okay, so in the top forty-eight, you've got some quite interesting teams. You've got your Greece and Sweden's. I mean, does anyone really want to see Sweden again do nothing at a championship? Yeah, Wouldn't you but rather got... somebody else? Wouldn't you rather an African team that you've never heard of, really, really excited about? Wouldn't you rather see Kenya or Libya or um, New Zealand there? No. Really? <laughs> be, be, because the, the World Cup's all North about Korea. one thing. Money. Right? It's about money, yeah. And, yeah, of course it is. So, England are dreadful, Puerto right? Rico. You know, got beat by Iceland, right? Um... Iceland, so therefore you, you should say the better team. But it's structured in such a way that England will always, always qualify and will always, always be seeded. And that's because they've got all the TV revenue and all the sponsorship from all the English sponsors and McDonald's and Heineken and people like that. And Germany is in the same bracket as well, but they're actually half decent. You, you, you know what I mean? So it doesn't matter whether Saudi Arabia's 48th. You know what I mean? But They're never the going to qualify. This is a global sport, though, and it's it, you've got many people from developing countries who watch Western European leagues um, and have got a great knowledge of things like the Premier League, and their own national team at the moment isn't got a cat in house chance of getting anywhere near a World Cup. Now, they're just as entitled because they buy into this global game Mate, as much look, as look. anybody else just to, to have a go and, and get their teams there. Chris, be realistic. What 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 was Saudi Arabia said again? Forty seven. Forty eight. Forty eight. Right. Let's England are bad, right? Let's say it was England versus Saudi Arabia in a group match. It'd be ten nil. Right? No, it it'd be not. ten no, nil. No, 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 they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Yeah, it would, mate. It Jim, would, mate. No, it would. It would be England. So it'd be like two nil. <laughs> exactly. Last well, <laughs> All right, let's use Germany then. Germany it'd be ten nil. Or Germany right? beats Germany beat Saudi Arabia in two thousand and two, eight nil. But <laughs> The 203rd ranked team in the world is Andorra. Now, do you remember the time when England went to play Andorra and went in at half-time and all the fans were shouting at Rio Ferdinand and everybody else as they walked in? It's not as much of a walkover as you might think. Why wouldn't you want to see Mongolia or Pakistan or the US Virgin Islands play football? Yeah, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether it's 10-0, 1-0, 2-0, 4-0 or 20-0. The big team will always win. Because it's it's fixing their yeah, odds. Yeah, they will always win, but it will be good to see other teams and other players you otherwise wouldn't have heard of. Well, well, happy days for you because you'll be able to go down the bookies and go. <laughs> I'm going to have all my money on bloody Saudi Arabia to beat Spain. <laughs> I wouldn't quite go that far. I think it's great because there's a lot of people around the world that watch leagues. That I mean, you think someone like. Um, uh, Emmanuel Adebayor plays for Togo very very good player uh, Togo wouldn't really get they get some chance to get into a World Cup but not a massive chance I think they've been to a World Cup I'm not too sure but th- there's a lot of Togoese that look up to 
uh, Emmanuel Adebayor. He's a fantastic player who deservedly gets a chance to play in something like a bigger stage. And who wouldn't want to see Tonga at a World Cup, the worst ranked team in the world? Well, yeah. <laughs> Stanley Matthews was a great player, but if he was surrounded by arseholes, then they're not going to win much, <laughs> are they? <laughs> you know what I mean? If they were surrounded by players who were like, you know, um, Wickham B team, hmm. you know what I mean? They're, they're not going to win the World Cup, are they? No matter how much Stanley runs around. <laughs> oh, I, I've got a feeling I've lost you guys on this one, but I'm definitely, I can't, I definitely, definitely can't wait for this. Should we talk about the Premier League? Maybe we can, we can all have a big hug around the Premier League. Shall we make up? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, you ready, Colin? Come closer. Yeah, hello, I'm back. Oh, <laughs> if I'd known you were gone, I'd have said things about you. I, di- I disappeared for a second. Did you? Yeah, we didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're back in the Premier League, so you can come away from your world map and all your suspicious lookings at all those countries you don't know where they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, right, we are back in the Premier League at White Hart Lane, Colin, for Spurs versus West Brom in the Rule Fox derby. Yes, well, could I say, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I have not been on extra time for quite a while. Hmm. Um, so I thought I'd do some preparation for this oh, here we and go. yeah and I have to say earlier I was in uh, my local pub and um, there was a child nearby and uh, he's probably about 9 or 10 and I said do you know anything about football he went daddy <laughs> no. a man talking to me <laughs> no not arrested and uh, so I went through all the fixtures with him and I got his input on them. Um, and yeah, so I'm going to have a clean sweep here. So obviously this kid knows his stuff. He didn't know that Manchester United played at Old Trafford. Even though he was a Manchester United fan, he thought they played at Manchester United. But let's not worry about that for now. So you obviously, found a, you found a thick he, child. I d- well, I well, let's see. What's his prediction for this then? No, that's that's the question. Well, Spurs going to win. Well, he's probably right. Did he give a score? I mean, come on. No, we didn't go into it too much detail. Oh, I didn't know if you to go. Oh, I didn't know he needed goals. No, no, oh, sorry. No, you know. Spurs are unbeaten at White Hart Lane this season, so he's probably right. He's been looking at the stat sheet on that one. Yeah. Well, can I, can, can I just add crib sheet? Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't just the lad providing these predictions. I, I added as well. I, I put some input in as well. Mm. So when he made some How silly predictions, to this I... powerful? <laughs> uh, do you know, know. The, Did you know him? Or do you know his parents? Uh, no. Do you see anyone on their phone looking quite concerned? <laughs> you may be getting a call from the police. No, no, honestly, it's not <laughs> like that. <laughs> Go on then, so this little boy's gone for a Spurs win. Colin, uh, not Colin, Ryan, what do you reckon? Did you, who did you speak win. to? I, I spoke to myself, it's a Spurs win. <laughs> you spoke to a very strange man with the Yorkshire accent. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, this is this Yorkshire guy knows what he's talking about. He's been talking <laughs> to this lad, and he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Sunderland versus Stoke. Um, Conan and Dong are off to the AFCON for Sunderland. Um... Mummy Juff, Wilfred Bonney uh, are also gone for Stoke. Um, 
Sunderland are unbeaten at home in the Premier League versus Stoke. And Peter Crouch has on 98 goals for Stoke. He's scored two in as many games. Is he going to get to that 100 this weekend? No. With Sunderland, it's possible, honestly. I, d- <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, they've actually not been too bad recently, really. Sunderland, and, but I mean, they're still pretty poor, though. They are. Jermaine Defoe scored 20 Premier League goals in the month of January. Only two other players have beaten him. Who are they? In the month of January. Yeah. I don't oh, think oh, January... 20? Yeah. <laughs> not this month, obviously. Not this month. <laughs> in, in his entire Premier League career. Up to January. In January. Oh. Alan so, Shearer. Yeah. With 22 goals. And um, Les Ferdinand. No, come on. You want to wake up next this month. Frank Lampard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he scored 21. Um, I'm going to go for a draw in this one, I think. Yeah, it's, this it's is going to be last time match of the day. Game yeah, this isn't. This is not sounding like the most exciting game in the world. And Stoke are very up and down at the moment, as they usually are. So, yeah, Colin, what did you well, man say on this? Well, he said Stoke to win, and then I said, "Don't be ridiculous." Punched him in the face. He said it's going to be a draw. Clip <laughs> round the ear. This is uh, this this encounter is turning worse and worse after every prediction. Did this encounter take place in the 1970s? <laughs> no, it took place about two hours ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, Swansea versus Arsenal. This is the Lucas Fabianski derby. Um, mm. How many down any has gone to Afcon for uh, Arsenal? Um, Olivier Giroud, who has uh, signed a new contract along with Lauren Koscielny and Francis Coughlin, has scored 12 goals in his last 17 shots. And not all of them have been followed by a, a, a stupid celebration. I don't really rate Giroud, but... Oh, no. No, no but, but the past couple of, like, few past few weeks, he's actually been really impressing me. I don't get people that that dislike him because... He's never going to be Dennis Bergkamp. He's, the, he's a player that's going to do a particular job for you, and I think he does it quite well. He's been doing it a lot better recently. I think that's the thing. He's he's contribu- He knows that his place in the team is almost like a substitute at the moment. Hmm. He comes in and he scores. Well, it, he, he scored his just, last eight starts. Yeah, he's, he, I don't know. This season, he's actually been a lot better than I think. Whenever I've seen Giroud in the past, with the, the amount of chances he, he gets you expect him to score more I think that's I think that's people's problem with him the most is that he should really be a 20 goal a season striker with with the team he's got around him and the, the amount of chances that are created and not converted hmm. but I think this season he seems to actually be scoring a lot more than he normally does OK this is the Premier League debut isn't it for um, Paul Clement Colin yeah I'm lucky for him <laughs> you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, just to go back to the Giroud thing. Who would you rather have, Giroud or Wayne Rooney? Are they different kind of players, though? That's a tough well, one. Yeah, well, are they different kind of players? I don't know. One's good, one's past it. <laughs> but I mean, e- either way, you know, Paul Clement's on a hiding whether he's got Claude Makélélé or not. It's 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 got to be an Arsenal win easily. I don't know if it's a hiding, though. Um, no, I could see it as a win to nothing. 
I can see this as two nil Arsenal. Yeah. Mm. Probably about the same. Yeah. What about Watford Middlesbrough then in the Neil Cox derby? Um, Watford are beaten in six league games with uh, with Middlesbrough going back to 2012, and Troy Deeney scored six and eight versus Borough as well. I think I don't know how much of it's really going to take its toll, but I think maybe the, the Graham Taylor thing might sort of be a, a catalyst yes. just for this game as, a, as an emotional sort of connection. You know, it's, at a, home. it's a Vicarage Road as well, yeah. Like you yeah, said. it's a it's a big thing, and I think I think they'll win it. Yeah, it'll be the the occasion. We'll we'll see them through. Okay. Well, Colin Middlesbrough got the fourth best defence in the Premier League. Uh, yeah, but they can't score goals. And um, Ryan, you've just hit the nail on the head. I mean, I I just think it's just going to be such an atmosphere that I'm sorry, but I can't see anything but a Watford win because of it. You know, they're going to be pumped up and well, for all any- the right reasons. Does anyone remember when Howard Kendall died and Everton played very shortly afterwards? There was a very strange atmosphere that day. And I think it was Manchester United that they played and they lost and a lot of people did blame the atmosphere. Mm. I don't know whether that's the thing. If it's if it's a negative... Well, not negative atmosphere, but if it's a very sombre atmosphere. Yeah, yeah but... That's why I always prefer the, the uh, minutes applause that they do rather than a minute silence. I mean, well, when they go to football games, it's oh, just gee, I prefer different. the silence. I think the, the silence has, has got a lot more weight to it. Yeah, agreed. I think, I think you, but it, applause is you're celebrating that person's life rather than. But I think it's just it, it depends. It will alter the atmosphere either way. The only problem is, I mean, is when the Leeds fans ruin it, isn't it, Colin? <laughs> that's, that's without doubt. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, you know, you talk about some. I mean, what do you want? Do you want Elton John? to be wheeled on you know with his piano, <laughs> piano going, candle circle. in the wind that might, that might get a few people pumped up yeah it might do yeah. I'm still standing Nikita yeah <laughs> what else did he do sorry seems to be the hardest word <laughs> rocket man yeah that's yeah, yeah. or is it yeah. sort of no too soon Saturday night's alright for fighting or something that's another one it, it's on Saturday as well, so that works alright. Yeah. Well, there we go. And, and to any listeners here, if you want to tweet us with uh, your suggestions for what Elton John should play <laughs> uh, in the uh, <laughs> Watford versus Middlesbrough match, then just let us know. Well, there we go. Uh, West Ham versus Crystal Palace. This is um, uh, this is at the London Stadium, not the. Cauldron of Upton Park. Uh, Koyati and Ayu are off to the AFCON for West Ham. Um, Zaha uh, and Sacco for Palace. Uh, Christian Benteke, Scott Dan and James MacArthur are also doubts for Crystal Palace. Um, Palace are unbeaten in four away derbies at West Ham, but they've lost all four of London derbies they've played this season. So it's not really happened for Big Sam yet at Palace, is it? No, it's a little bit of a weird one, isn't it? I think he was looking to make a much bigger impact than he than he has, and it's just not worked out yet. No. Um, can you see him having an impact here? I don't think so. I, I don't know. West Ham are in such a weird position this se- this season. I mean, they've, from what I remember, they've been a little bit better recently, but I think it's going to be that maybe the news with with. Payet, maybe that's going to change the 
the feeling again. I, I don't know. It's a tough one. I think it could be maybe a draw. Yeah, I think they've lost their last couple, haven't they? They had, mm. they had the three wins in a row. Um, Colin, what do you reckon? I think, well, ultimately, I think it's going to be a draw. Um, because I, I think Palace are underrated. They're a lot better team than... Pardew made them. Well, <laughs> the, you know, they were good with Pardew the season before. I think they, I think they've got quality there. However, it's West Ham and it's at home. However, they're, they're, they're not great at ho- their home ground. The, the, the atmosphere isn't right. It'll take a couple of years, I, I would have thought, to, to sort that out. Um, but there's something not quite right at West Ham. I don't think there's something quite right about Slavin Bilic. I think he's a little bit on the ropes. Um, so I think that, you know, both sides would be happy with the draw. Um, and probably, especially more West Ham. Okay. Uh, Leicester City versus Chelsea in the Muzzy, is it, Derby Ryan? Oh, God, Muzzy, is it? What a player he was. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, God. Uh <clears throat> You're going to get a new stadium on the same site as Stamford Bridge, is that right? Hopefully, if the Mayor of London agrees. Oh, I think that's the, 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 well, yeah. I mean, it, it's the <laughs> right plan. <to> pl- <laughs> <laughs> Millwall fans will attest to that, won't they? <laughs> the ground itself is looks great from, from everything that they've shown. And, um, I know that one of the big, the big parts of the plan was to make the surrounding area better because I know that's always been a sticking point because they're going to have to knock down stuff around it to get the, the, the extra seats problem Chelsea have had for years um, and they're having to build a pathway from Fulham Broadway to the stadium which would be quite a lot of work so I mean it won't happen for a long time even if it's agreed It'll, Chelsea will then have to go find a new home for a few years Wembley yeah Tottenham's Champions League home because that worked out well for <laughs> Ryan does this mean that uh, Ken Bates's hotel complex dynasty is is going to be destroyed <laughs> probably yes because the thing is I remember him is like you know when he came into Leeds what Leeds like Leeds is 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 hotels was he the Churchill uh, dog no that's how he talks <laughs> and he goes Leeds fans lots of Leeds fans you want to come to the hotel and it's like why would anyone want to live in a shithole <laughs> you know, staying a shithole, which is well, what, where Leeds, well, where Leeds United is, it's in quite a rough area of Leeds. No, really. <laughs> hey, Leeds is up and coming, mate. Don't, don't, <laughs> the Garden City. Don't not, well, hey, Ken tried his best, but you know, <laughs> it didn't work. I did it bollocks. <laughs> we're gonna do this. We're gonna build like a roller skating rink and fucking go karts or whatever. You know, and obviously it's it's quite nice as a Leeds fan to hear that everything he put, or his sort of like dynasty in Chelsea is going to get demolished. And it's like, I, t- I take quite a lot of happiness from it's that. It's almost intentional, really. <laughs> I was listening to another podcast earlier on, uh, Ryan, and they were talking a little bit about Bates and the fact that there's a group of Chelsea fans who he sold various bits and bobs to a long time ago. Um, one of which is <clears throat> the fact that they, oh, it's something on the lines of they own the name to Chelsea FC whilst Chelsea play at Stamford Bridge. So if Chelsea did move grounds, then they'd have to rename themselves. Is that Have I got that right? 
I I have not seen anything like that. That's I listen to football interesting. weekly. <laughs> I'll have to. Uh, no, I'll have to. Uh, that's interesting. I haven't listened to football weekly because I kind of mm. got it from there, but I was surrounded by children and um, I chaos. I'd, I'd slightly. I haven't listened to football weekly, but I'd slightly disagree with that because I think the names actually sort of half belong to the FA. Right. In the same way that you had the problem with Hull, the Hull City owner wanting them to change to Hull Tigers, and they refused that. They essentially hold the name. So, because um, it's in the it's in their league, right? I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in the same way that, like, there's um, probably lots of other examples, but in the past when like Leeds were like chucked out before, they were Leeds City. And then had to start again as Leeds United. You know, it's, it, the the league has some sort of, or the football association has some sort of ownership of the name, like a golden the golden share. That's what Donald Trump had, wasn't it? Donald Trump. Yeah, he had a gold. No, it was something different. Yeah. <laughs> um, Leicester going to be without. Riyad Mahrez, Islam Stamani, um and Amati for the African Cup of Nations. Now, this is the game where Josie got sacked after last season, wasn't it? They've got 18 out of 22 points at home. Um, or 18 out of their 21 points in the Premier League this season have come at home for Leicester. Um, but Chelsea won three out of their last four there. And Diego Costa's last 11 Premier League games have brought 11 goals and two assists. He's been on fire this season. Even even in games that he's not played very well, like I can't remember which game it was, but um, he just he, he played terribly the entire. Well, not terribly. He just wasn't really in the game, and then he just suddenly barged like two people off the ball and just smashed it into the top corner. Yeah, I think I'm going to go he's for a just, Chelsea win in this one. I'm going to win Kansas yeah. going home. Yeah, that'd be interesting actually because I know. Well, it's, I don't know what reaction you'd get. I assume it, you'd hope it'd be a good one, but. Mm. I don't. Think, I don't. I think they booed him last time. Actually, when when they came to the bridge. Well, this is Leicester. The only player, the only away player I've ever seen get a decent reaction was David Seaman in the months after Euro '96, and that was 20 years ago. So. No, there you <laughs> go. Would, yeah, I would hold your breath on that. Um, last game is Everton versus Manchester City. This is a Peter Beagle derby. Um, Fernandinho suspended for uh, Manchester Again. City. Yeah, Idrissa Gaze off to the African Cup of Nations. Um, City are unbeaten in seven versus uh, Everton, Colin. But do you remember this game that the Etihad? had? This is the one where Stecklenburg saved two penalties and had one of those sort of games that you'll never have ever again. Well, he may have done, but um, I don't hold out much hope for Everton, to be honest. No? I don't no. know. Man City, they look a bit sort of all over the place at the moment, really. They do, don't they? Yeah. They seem sharp. So, I mean, Pep looks like he's losing his mind. He doesn't really understand the Premier League yet, I don't think. And, uh, I don't know. Everton, you know, Boyd, but new transfer and... Quite a noisy stadium. Yeah, I, I don't know. Man City, I don't think it's a given that Man City are going to win. Mm, I can see Everton getting something out of this. Mm. I, I don't know I don't know if they'll be able to win, but I, I think it's definitely possible that they'll get, maybe get a draw, mm. push Man City to the edge at least. Yeah, I think so as well. Colin, I'm going to go for a win for Everton. What are you going for? Man City win. Man City win, right. I said that very confidently. Hmm. Right, well, that brings us to the end of the Premier League roundup. You said you've got a quick game for us. Yes, Ryan. Have you got a game for us? Well, well, you, you've <laughs> got <laughs> a game, Colin. <coughs> God. 
<laughs> okay, well, I, I I think we've been going a little bit over time, so I don't know if maybe Ross might want to do this as a little extra snippet or whatever, but we'll we'll leave that to him. He could always cut it out. But yeah, it's um, yeah, he can cut it out. Yeah, it's one of my quizzes, so he probably will. Um, this quiz is called Goal Music. Incorporates goals and music, but not in the way you'd probably think. Okay, so the quiz I've got for you today is: in each round, there will be a pop star versus a football player or team. Okay, and you've got to tell me whether the pop star has. Achieved more number one UK singles than the player has scored goals. So, say for example, Kevin Nolan. Remember him? Uh, Kevin Nolan uh, scored two goals in the Premier League, and um, Barbara Streisand has had three number ones. Therefore, Barbara Streisand wins. And you've got to tell me who wins in each of these competitions. Okay, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems mm-hmm. simple enough. Right. Okay. Well, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six matches uh, to, to share with you. So, so let me see how you, you both get on here. So, the first game is between Cliff Richard and Alexis Sanchez. Who, who is the winner there? So, so we're looking at number ones versus Premier League goals this season. By the way, oh, this, oh, season. this season. Okay, okay. Well, yes, sorry, that, that was going to be really easy. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Premier League goals so far this season. Oh, I think, I think Cliff Richard's got more yeah, number I think, ones. I think, I think Cliff Richard. Yeah. Are you both going with Cliff Richard? Yeah. yeah. The result is Cliff Richard fourteen. Alexis Sanchez, 13. Ooh. I didn't realise it was 13, though, so that's... No. Yeah, well, there you go. You've both done well. Now then, Ryan. Your Chelsea knowledge may be able to help you here. Probably not. The next matchup is... Madonna versus Diego Costa. Mm. Is, it, is it all this season for the goals, is it? Yes. I don't think it gives what cost is probably at about 14. Remember so that's not really I had. Oh, yeah, 11 and 11. Mm. It's testing your that. musical knowledge and your soccer knowledge. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Madonna's had that many awards. I could be wrong. I'm going for Madonna. I'm going to cost her. Is that how we're going to go? Mm. Yeah. The results are Madonna 13. Diego Costa, 14. Ah. Yes. Well done, Ryan. So so that puts you one up, doesn't it, Ryan? Yeah. Okay. Still plenty of time for you to come back into the game, Chris. The next match is the Spice Girls versus Jermaine Defoe. Ooh. Oh. They had about four or five hit. The first three... Four songs were all number one, and then oh, 
and then they went away, came back with their second album. I'm, I'm going Spice Girls. I reckon they've had about seven number ones. So it was Jane Defoe's for more or less than that. I'm going Spice Girls as well. They're both going Spice Girls. The results are the Spice Girls 9, Jermaine Defoe 11. 11, oh, <sighs> I don't think it'd scored 11. I thought it'd be. Do you remember that stat yeah. last week I said about him scoring 10 oh, goals? It's more than 10 goals. <laughs> Damn it. Right, okay. Slightly different this one. Elvis Presley versus Middlesbrough Football Club. Oh. Okay. All goals scored by Middlesbrough Football Club. Oh. Um. I don't know, I don't think Middlesbrough have scored that. Their defensive record's been pretty decent. Fair, Elvis has been dead an awful long time. Well, and he's had a lot of number ones. Uh, Elvis. Who's here? (laughs) You're going Elvis, I'm going to say Middlesbrough then. Because I need my point back. Yeah, yeah. So, Ryan, you're going Presley. Yeah. Chris, you're going Borough. The result is Elvis Presley, 21, Middlesbrough, 17. Only 17? Yes. Damn, okay. Did I get... What did I say? You said Middlesbrough, you lost. Did I? Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Elvis Presley is better than Middlesbrough football club. <laughs> Next round is the uh, popular French DJ David Guetta. Versus Robert Snodgrass of Hull City. Oh, right. Well, that's a very tough one. I wasn't expecting Snodgrass. Etta Snodgrass. Does this include Snodgrass's dives? <laughs> Premier League goals. Legitimate. <laughs> Premier League goals. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I've lost this by now already. Pressure's off now. Snodgrass. I feel like a relegated team that wins a match and doesn't care. Come on, Chris. Come on. Um, I'm going to go Robert Snodgrass. Okay. Ryan, you're going for Snodgrass. The results are David Guetta, 6. Robert Snodgrass, 7. Ah, okay. So you both got that one correct. Now, this is the last one. So, Chris, you've already lost. But anyway, <laughs> give it a go. Peter Andre versus <laughs> Wayne Rooney. Oh. Mysterious, Mysterious one. one. Yeah. Insania. That was number one. What was the one after Mysterious Girl? That was um, wave your well, hands in the air. Did, 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 did. Does Mysterious didn't Mysterious Girl re-enter the charts at some? Ooh, yes, can I, can I give you a bit? Ah, well, yes, you're very good, Ryan, on your Andre knowledge. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> Andre, can I can I actually give you a bit of advice here? The original Mysterious Girl only reached number two. Oh, okay. That makes... But the 2004 remix did reach number one. Is it going to be what, like a trick question where it's going to be like a draw or something? Where they're, they're, they're both... No, the mm. pools panel say there's no draws in this game. Okay, okay. It says a lot about Wayne Rooney's career that 
He's now being compared yeah, to compared Peter Andre. Peter Andre. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know what? I'm gonna say Andre. I, I feel like I feel like I feel like Rooney's just this is just in here to, to mock Wayne Rooney. I feel like that's what it is. Leeds fan Colin wouldn't do reason. that. I'm gonna go for Wayne Rooney. Okay, the results are Peter Andre three, Wayne Rooney one. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan that concludes Goal Music. Oh, well done, I really like that actually. I thought that was really good. <laughs> oh, I hope you enjoyed that, guys. It was just a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a tangent, a little bit of a change. It was better than footballers on ice. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been dropped for a reason. <laughs> well, look, that brings us to the end of our podcast. Ryan's triumph will be the last thing you hear on this podcast. Um, Man of the Post is part of the World Football Index, uh, where you can hear um, podcasts about games in South America, the Premier League, uh, Russia, Germany, Italy, Spain, and tactics podcasts as well. So there's all sorts of things that you can listen to there. So it's worth subscribing and hitting the uh, uh, subscribe and follow button on Acast. You can do the same for Man of the Post as well. Um, you can rate reviewers and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And Colin, if he's not giving out his fridge magnets to this little boy in the pub, has probably got some he can send to you. Um, you can subscribe. Sweets. Yeah, it's, it's right. You'd have to justify yourself to me. Okay. I'm not the magistrate. Um, there is also the uh, follow button you can hit on Acast as well. And if you uh, want to write for us, you can contact us, Chris at the Um We've also got a fledgling Instagram account, should anyone wish to follow that, if I keep forgetting to post pictures. Ryan, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? They can follow me at the Ryan Goodman. The Ryan Goodman. Colin? If you want to follow me, uh, Cass707. Okay, I recommend following Colin, but... Colin, oh, wow, wow, okay. If you have no idea what you've let yourself in for, if you press that follow button. Um, right, guys, thank you ever so much for listening. Thank you ever so much for joining us. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, much appreciated, actually. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed being with uh, with you both today. Good, anytime. And always remember to keep your man on the post. Man on the post presents footballing on ice. Man on the post podcast, baby. Footballing on ice. Man on the podcast, footballing on ice.